joining me. It's your host, Deuce. Welcome to Amateur Opinions. Appreciate, appreciate you guys for joining us. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one, of those, uh, one of those episodes that happen once, twice tops a year, which is a solo episode. So it's, uh, it's a one-man show today. Uh, you know, usually I'm doing this with Easy, obviously, since the corona thing happened. I haven't been having guests on. But uh, Easy had two, no, actually four wisdom teeth removed, which is absolutely brutal. So he's he's been he's been struggling hard, man. It's actually happened. How long has it been? A week or two ago. So we 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 actually thought that he'd be good by now, but you know that clearly didn't happen. So uh, I had to do this by myself. And I couldn't let you guys hang, leave you guys hanging for a while. But uh, yeah, I, I always enjoy doing doing one of these once in a while. It's 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 hard for me to say it's one of my dreams, but it is a format that kind of fascinates me. You know, just talking by myself. It's it's slightly difficult, fairly difficult, because obviously when you're having a conversation, you kind of you know, feed into each other, feed each other off each other's energy and, you know, you, you kind of get a conversation going. Right now, I'm just, just me and my microphone, boom, and talking to you, the listeners, but we're obviously not having a conversation. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. But let's see how it goes, right? <laughs> Look, 2020 has been, oh, lack of a better term, shitty. Right? That's like, uh, that's the nicest word I can think of to describe it. And, uh, you know, we just had word a few days ago, I think two, two or three days ago, that Chadwick Boseman passed away. You know, 2020 has taken Kobe, has taken Chadwick now, you know, the pandemic, people losing jobs, markets crashing, businesses, you know, going bankrupt. Business is getting looted as far as America is concerned. Uh, you know, with the Black Lives Matter, you know, George Floyd dying in a very gruesome manner on video and, you know, all just all the stuff that's been happening. It's been it's been absolutely crazy. Uh, it's one of those years where you just like flip, man. <laughs> When's 2021 coming? Because it truly feels like one of those years where... You know, once 2021 hits, it'll, you know, things will start looking up. It kind of feels like that. Obviously, it's just a lit literally just a calendar, you know, but, you know, you, you actually hope, hope for that. We're kind of looking forward to the end of this year. But uh, back on Chadwick, you know, Chadwick was... Uh, you know, he was he was an interesting interesting character in a way. Yeah, he seemed very nice, very genuine, and obviously he was extremely talented because, you know, he took on some some really really call them iconic characters. Took on some iconic characters. Um. You know, he had some iconic roles. Well, if we if we talk about you know 40, the movie Forty Two, which was uh, he was portraying Jackie Robinson, which is one of the 
most iconic black baseball players. Uh, you know, you you know, one of those players who, who started playing back in the day, when you know when American sports was still very, call it racially divided, you know, so you couldn't have black people playing baseball, basketball, you know, NFL, that kind of thing. So, you know, Jackie Robinson was one of the pioneers to kind of do that, and uh, yeah, so. You know, he played, he played, he played Jackie Robinson. He played James Brown, right? And Get On Up, that movie about James Brown, who was, you know, a character on the, on his own, right? He he was about that life, is how I'd like to describe him. And, uh, you know, so he took on roles like this, you know? Uh, and uh, you know, a few months ago, uh, actually two two years ago, I got into NFL, right, which is the National Football League in America, American football, as we passionately know it. And he, he played a character there where he was playing uh, a defensive lineman. So typically, so draft day is when players are drafted into a new team, right? They don't really buy players as such. So they draft players from college and then they get, you know, uh, they get into the teams. So even the player, the, the, the character he played in that movie was a guy who, who you know, was taking care of his, of his uh, dead sister's kids, you know. But he was kind of portrayed as, you know, people didn't really know his story. Kind of like how we actually didn't know that he had cancer all this time, right? So this this character he had basically was taking care of his sister's kids, but people just assumed that these were his kids, right? So it's like this kid's in college already has two kids. What is he doing? So he, he kind of had you know benefit of the doubt was never given to him. So you know so he played the, these kind of characters um, who are kind of uh, what's the word? representative of real life uh you know and just speaking to a greater cause uh he played on marshall he had the movie called marshall where he's playing a, a black lawyer who who is defending a black man who was falsely accused of raping a white woman also it's set i'm not sure which decade it is might be 70s or 80s it's set you know a few decades ago where you know if if you know there's no footage you know the the dna uh dna what's it called forensics aren't really up to scratch and at the same time you're a black dude so you know they weren't really phased by trying to keep you out you know you can't even afford expensive lawyers to actually try you know uh defend you if if the white woman says yo you know this is what happened then you're screwed pretty much that was the that was the uh, the case so he played this lawyer <laughs> you know what i'm saying so he he was this kind of guy who didn't just want to play a random character he would want to you know uh it would have a, a to call it a deeper meaning and also right gods of egypt which is a movie that made 
headlines for the wrong reasons. It was a, a movie about Egypt in Africa, but had a cast of all white people, literally all white people, right? He was the only black guy who had a major role in the movie. In fact, who had any role of any significance in the movie, right? That's how highly thought of he was. The only black guy in an African movie in Egypt full of white, full of a white cast, which is a whole other story, right? whole other topic about how Hollywood does, does their thing. But yeah, obviously his biggest and most impactful character was Black Panther. You know, he, Black Panther pretty much had such a big impact on the black community all around the world, really. Right, especially in a in a time where you know blacks were you know black people in in, in well I'll say in America, but all around the world really, uh, kind of almost looked at it like at the bottom of the food chain, you know, and that you know there were the you know in America they were oppressed, still are really, you know, and and it makes a lot of noise, but, but basically. And in in media, or let's say Hollywood, the, you know they don't really have that portrayal of a positive black. Call it. I don't want to say superhero, but character. Of course, they have a few, but they're labeled as black movies, so we're the ones who end up watching them anyway. But they're portrayed as black movies. If it's in a white movie, usually you're kind of typecast. Either you're you know, drug dealer, or it's just it's just a typical role, basically. So we did we didn't really have if we're talking about superheroes, we didn't have we had obviously you know Frozone, we had Hancock, but even Hancock, right, played by Will Smith, Hancock. If you guys remember, he was a drunk, right? He was a drunk guy. He had a lot of power, but he was just drunk and sloppy and, you know, he wasn't buttoned up like the typical superheroes would see, you know. So so these are the sort of things that we kind of saw, you know, given a black superhero, but hey, he drunk, you know, and he's a bum. So, <coughs> excuse me. So that's why Black Panther had such a huge impact, right? And not just on on black people, also on on white people, because they also saw black people probably in a different light than they've seen all their lives. You know what I'm saying? Because you see this country in you know Western Central Africa that is basically the most the richest country in the world, the most powerful country in the world because of the wealth which we actually do have in real life. We have so much wealth, but it's obviously shipped out and, you know, sold back to us at inflated prices. Right, it's the equivalent of the Middle East, you know, losing all their oil. The Middle East is bloody rich, right? But that's cuz they control their own oil for the large part. So, you know, they can actually get rich from it. But, you know, as far as we're concerned, most of our minerals are taken and for, for, you know, raw materials for cheap. 
And don't get it twisted. They are sold cheap for a reason. Now, that's not by mistake. They shouldn't be cheap, right? You're telling me, you know, processing this metal will make it, I don't know what the proportions are, but let's, for argument's sake, 10 times more valuable than when in its, in its raw form. No, that pretty much makes no sense. It's just that the processing step is in the West. So it might as well be more expensive, right? Might as well be deemed very valuable. So anyway, it's, uh, so, you know, Wakanda had vibranium that they harnessed and turned into this, you know, this phenomenal state that was the most powerful and the, the most, uh, most advanced and the richest. So, yeah, it was, and, and the, the Black Panther was, you know, even the way they passed on the mantle was such in an African way, a typically African way, right? You know, and um, they had the languages, different tribes who did different things, and it was, it was great. You know, it, it felt like, I remember watching the movie for the first time, and it felt like, you know, if, if you guys, you guys remember, like, People were crazy. People dressed up, you know, for, for this movie and made sure they had African prints, you know, making all the, the signals, that, that X, right, with your arms. It was such a movement, man, and we felt so together, right? Even just the black people, us, we, we just felt a togetherness and pride, a pride that we really hadn't felt for a while. I'm sure the pride that... British people have when they watch James Bond or something. I'm sure they have a sense of pride watching that. We didn't have that because even if it's a black movie, it's not really an African movie, right? But this one felt like an African movie, which was really done well and high budget. And it, it showed us what, what we're capable of. Brought in African artists to, to do their thing. So it had a massive impact, man. It's not even it's not even a joke the kind of impact it had and he was at the forefront of it you know now it's no secret that or to, to my friends at least that I wasn't quite a fan of the way he was really portrayed in the movie right Black Panther just in terms of his his character I enjoyed his character in Civil War right where he was he felt like a real badass in Black Panther, Killmonger felt like the badass, you know. Uh, but but the nobility was something that was actually realistic in terms of an African leader, especially, you know, historically speaking. Right? And uh, even the way he was, I'm not king of the world, I'm king of Wakanda. Right? That nobility of, you know... You know, we yeah, I take care of my people. So yeah, that's the kind of impact this man had, man. My sister was just telling me today that she was extreme. She was extremely affected by by this death. And uh, she mentioned that you know, there's a time where he did a video, some kind of interview, and he was looking st extremely skinny. Also, saw my friend Miss Madeline. You can check her out on Instagram or. Or YouTube, but she she mentioned that you know people were laughing at at Chadwick, not really laughing, but trolling in a way, 
about his his weight. Right? His weight. And how he looked. Not and people didn't know that this man was sick this whole time. And he was he was not saying anything. The guy was in pain, bro. You know, stage four cancer. Four years. He fought. And she was just saying, people don't know. You don't know what a person's going through. And what y'all may think is funny, laughing at him because of, you know, his, 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 his weight loss. You know, I personally assumed that it was uh, it's for a movie part, right? I was like, it's probably for a movie part. He's that kind of guy who would do a movie that, you know, would require such dedication. Yeah, that's th- I held him in high regard. Right? You know, so... You know, so she was like, yo, y'all don't know what people are going through. Because she's had it, you know, for herself. She's had people kind of, not troll her, but just, you know, she calls it skinny shaming. Skinny shaming, it's a thing. It's the same as fat shaming, really. You know, say calling people skinny. No, I was called skinny, you know, growing up. But uh, it's not about me. But yeah, she 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 said, "Yo, people don't know. Like, I have I have health issues, man. Health issues I've had my whole life. But people don't know this, right? And it's affected my weight. Can't gain weight even if I try. So so these are the issues that people go through. And you know, Chadwick was." A perfect example of it where you know he lost a lot of weight people found it funny you know but hey that's that's just the world we kind of we kind of live in right it's messed up but hey r.i.p to chadwick man r.i.p to chadwick super talented we're gonna miss you you know i just watched uh tenet you know, a few days ago with uh, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, phenomenal movie. I, after the movie, my brother and I were instantly said, you know, this, 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 he could be our next Black Panther. He has the vibe. He could do it. You know, um, but yeah, that's besides the point. Chadwick, R.I.P. Man. So that's. Uh, you know, usually at this point, <laughs> when I, I don't want to say I ran out of stuff to say, but I've kind of exhausted it. I don't want to ramble and kind of repeat myself. So I, I'm going to get into sports. Now, you all know sports. I love sports. All right. I'm going to start off with, you know, this kind of ties into the whole black theme that we've had on this episode so a guy called Montrez Harrell plays for plays in the NBA for a team called Los Angeles Clippers and uh, he made a remark to Luka Doncic who is a you know a white European player for from Slovakia very good very good kid he's 21 He's, you know, easily a top, let's say, seven player in the NBA. 
So this kid was burning, you know, r- burning the, the, the Clippers. The Clippers are a really good team, by the way. You know, the favorites to win the league. So he he kind of is playing against Doncic, which is the, the white kid, and, you know, Matrez dunks on him. And he, you know, is walking away. So in basketball, people trash talk all the time. So he says, you know, He's walking away. He says to Lo- to Luca, "Soft ass white boy." Obviously, a racist term. Ooh, I think we can all agree. But apparently, it's not as bad as it is if you know if it's done the opposite direction. If he said that, his career would be over, pretty much. You know, and the reason I say it's it's bad. It's just as bad. Or at least, you know, it's bad. Let's just say it's bad. I don't want to say it's just as bad because I, I, I think, you know, the opposite is worse because of, you know, the historical thing and all that stuff. But in basketball, white people are a minority. So if, if we look at it in the bubble of basketball, which in which obviously the consequences are not close to being as dire as in real life where the impact it has on black people is insane. But, you know, in a a, a predominantly black sport, you can't say that to a white person, right? Especially right now where the the NBA players are wearing T-shirts, you know, about Black Lives Matter and denouncing racists and racism and all that stuff. Then you go out and say that. That's obviously very ill ill thought of, ill advised. It's, it's not a good idea. It's not a good look. Right? So yeah, it was something that kind of uh yeah, it kind of made noise last week. But yeah, that so that was that was just an interesting one. Uh that happened a few weeks ago that kind of ties into this whole black thing. Thought I'd let you guys know about that one. I'm going to get into football now. Chelsea, you know, in the Premier League, Chelsea have been going crazy with the signings, right? They've made all, almost almost six. I'll say almost six because the Kai Havertz, um, the Kai Havertz signing hasn't been confirmed yet, but they've made five signings, right? So Timo Werner, a top German kid, Hakim Zek, top Dutch player, plays for Morocco though, but he's top, top class. Who else have they signed again? See, this is where an assistant would, would do would do wonders for me. Someone just Google quickly. Um who are the other three they've signed? Timo Werner. Hakim Zayek. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thiago Silva, right? The center back. They've signed another kid, another center back. And and a fifth person that I'm forgetting. And Kayavis is, is about to come through. So, you know, it's, it's been... Oh, yeah, Ben Chilwell. That's the guy, the left back. Right, so they've, 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 they've spent a lot of money good signings, good depth they're going to have. Uh, but the interesting thing 
right, why I brought this up was, you know, a lot of United fans were, were panicking. Right, they're saying, you know, look at Chelsea, they've done all this. But, you know, one thing I've noticed is you, football fans are forgetful. They kind of live in the moment, right? Because if you, first of all, we'll, we'll use, we'll look at United in a bubble, okay? So United have done late business. Most of the time, they don't do early business like the way Chelsea just did now. They don't. Right, so for you to start panicking now is a waste of your perfectly good health, right? <coughs> There's no need to stress, really. Um, so that's that's one. And two, Chelsea had a football ban. Sorry, a football transfer ban, right? Two windows, last summer and then the winter. They could not sign anyone. Weren't allowed to. So what does that mean? There's a backlog of players they need to sign. Now, Chelsea is obviously very fortunate that they had a lot of kids out on loan. So they managed to bring in Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, right? To kind of fill those gaps in a way. And these kids were did really well, really well. But Chelsea's always trying to win the league, and they know they're not going to win the league with Tammy Abraham as their, as their main striker. No, it's not going to happen. That's, it's just true. Which is why Giroud ended up, ended up starting once well, after the restart. This is, this is the reality of it. They did well, got into the Champions League at fourth, neck and neck with United. But that's why I say context is important, right? No one else in world football has gone as crazy as Chelsea have, signing, you know, six quality first-team players. So there's no need to panic. And, you know, reports say that we've, we've signed uh, Donny van der Beek, quality, quality player for, for, for rotation purposes up front. Right, last season we saw what happened to Bruno Fernandez, and well, to Bruno, he he got overworked because we literally just don't have anyone else who can play there at a high level. So this fixes that, right? And that was quick business because for once, <laughs> the 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 club did not try to fleece United and set a crazy crazy high price they said 40 mil let's do this and we we're like yeah that's a fair price and we did it quickly right so 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 what i'm trying to say is there's no need to panic if at the end of i still and i said this to my friends i said look we're gonna sign i'm pretty sure i said uh van der Beek, right i said sancho i still think the sancho thing will happen and a defender. Preferably, if we can sign two, a center back and a left back, psh, that's a slam dunk, as far as I'm concerned. Slam dunk. So, yeah, moral of the story is don't panic. You know, let, let the window, there's still plenty of, 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 of weeks 
for us to do business. Obviously, I prefer early business as well. You just get it done with players, integrate, start training together, that kind of thing. Spurt will be fine. And we signed Bruno, right? Mid-year. Brilliant signing. An interesting stat I saw that my cousin Kai sent to me, you know, said <laughs> Donny van der Beek won, has won the most penalties in the Eredivisie, Divisie, whatever it's called, the Dutch League. Since 2018, he's won the most pens in the league. You know what that means, right? Bruno Fernandes is going to be on a tier with the penalties. People have, have, have coined the term Penchester United for this very reason. We have players who can win penalties. Bruno himself can win a penalty easily. Martial has the skill to do the same. Rashford, I don't know if Greenwood has, but he probably can. But, you know, with, with Donny, boom. And if we get Sancho, Sancho as well won 10 penalties for his team last year. 10. So, yeah, you know, rival fans get ready to cry more tears because those penalties. I mean, I swear Bruno is going to score 20 goals with, you know, 12 of them being pens. It's that, it's that crazy. It's going to be that crazy. But yeah, man, this is uh, this has been fun. This has been fun. I enjoy these. You know, we just talk. You know, typically when I have someone on my show, I, I make sure they're the ones talking and not me. You know, because I'm the host and they're the guests. So it's uh, it's kind of fun when I when I get to do this. But yeah, uh, be sure to subscribe. Catch us next week. Like, share, do your thing. I, I always appreciate it. Give us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't. You know, that always helps us to rise up the ranks. But uh, I think it's time for me to get busy, do some some things. I actually don't know how long this was. But um, thank you so much for sticking around, man. I, I appreciate it. So girls and boys, if you like our amateur opinions, you can take them. If you don't, you can leave them. Peace. Have a good one.